with the peacemaker see what i did there and we also take a look and read a couple pages of the book of boba fett (laughs) and you say i had a long day this is me trying to be nice and happy (laughs) (laughs) but first we have kevin hi and we have jen hi and we have ryan hello Ryan, what's in the news? What's in the news? We got our first look at Batgirl from the new HBO Max movie. This, uh, I guess, last week. I saw that. Very reminiscent of like that Burnside Batgirl look. So, like the new modern take on on the costume. I I love that look. That's my favorite of her looks. I thought so. So I figured you'd be happy. Yes. Yeah, so that you know, that's promising. Yeah, and we there's also uh, you see the images of that mural on set that yes. shows the Keaton Batman and a Robin. Yes, I did see that. I did see an image today of uh, Brendan Fraser as the villain. Ooh. Yes, apparently, or at yes. least one of the villains. Uh, yes, Firefly or something. He's yeah. playing yep. Firefly. Yeah, I didn't know he was a villain in it. That's good. Yeah, good for him. I don't know why, but I did. Oh, well, look at you. I, I would have thought, thought Ryan had talked about it, but I guess not. <laughs> Maybe I did. I forget stuff. Yeah, me too. I don't listen to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan and um, I actually had a conversation about that the other day. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Brent actually told me about this one. Um... New coming from Studio Six Six or what's called? Never mind. Uh, new coming from the Foo Fighters is a horror movie called Studio Six Six Six. Ooh! It looks like so much dumb fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was that movie that I said it reminded me of? Um, uh, Tucker and Dale. Tucker and Dale. Force yes. Evil or Forces yes. of Evil or something? Yes, huh. that's the one. That was a good movie too. It's it's a goofy horror movie where the Foo Fighters play themselves, and they're recording their latest album in a haunted mansion, and Dave Grohl gets possessed and uh, murders everybody. Yes, and possibly murders everyone. One of the funniest parts of the trailer, he's like, "Hey guys, guys, I I, I wrote this great new song. Listen to this," and he starts playing the music, and they're like, "Um." That's uh, that's Everlong. You wrote that twenty years ago. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks good. I, I yep. yeah, I want to see it. 
I like that type of movie though. Like it, like where it's like if if done well, where it's like kind of yeah. the the people are playing ramped up versions of themselves and in a wacky and situation. not afraid to poke fun at themselves either. Yes, exactly. That's the big thing right there. Yeah, and I like funny horror. I'll watch funny horror, but mm. I don't like horror horror. No. Uh, on a completely different note, we got some Santa Claus news. Yes, this was a bit of a surprise. Yes, uh, apparently Disney Plus is going to be doing a Santa Claus, uh, the Santa Claus um, a TV series or Disney Plus series, and Tim Allen will be returning to uh, reprise the role of Scott Calvin, aka Santa. Didn't Tim Allen do something to make everybody hate him? Uh, yeah, well, sort of. Not everybody hate him, but he is definitely a uh, right-wing leaning actor in a left-wing leaning town. Yes. And he, he has expressed some conservative to... point of views that the liberal Hollywood media didn't appreciate. And, and he has stated over and over again that that's part of the reason why he's not working right now. I guess this pokes a little hole in that theory, but hey. And also, didn't he just finish a seven-year run on a sitcom that I don't know anybody who ever watched? But I think it was exactly yeah, but... the same as Home Improvement, only uh, he worked in a sporting store instead of a tool show. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but didn't that end like five, six years ago? I don't know. I didn't uh, watch it. I don't. Like, I think that's one of those shows that everybody thinks just ended because it's in syndication and you can kind of turn it sort of like The Simpsons and... Other shows, you can kind of just turn it on whenever you feel like, but it actually ended quite a while ago. I'm looking right I now. Think, I think I maybe watched one episode, and I was like, man, I am over sitcoms. Yeah. It was not, not good. Yeah, not uh, notwithstanding, though, is like, I, I like the, at least the first Santa Claus movie. I don't really remember the other two. I like the first two. The third one wasn't, eh was okay. Yeah. Is that the one uh, with Martin Short in it? Yeah, that's when, yes. he tried, when he takes over and yeah. So, first... um Brent that sitcom that he was on uh ran for 9 seasons and just ended last year. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, the but Santa Claus I don't Claus... know anybody who watched it. The Santa Claus was like a family favorite of my family. We watched it a lot at Christmas. Just the first one. Um yeah. I I know I've seen at least the second one, but I know because that's the one where he has to find a wife, isn't it? Right, that's the, that's the Mrs. Claus. Yeah, but the first one is the one that my family really likes. So the first one is there. great. Yeah. Mm. The premise of the TV series is that he's just turned 65 and he wants to retire, so he's trying to find somebody to pass the suit on to. I thought he had to die and some poor schmuck had to put the no, suit no, on. No, no, no. No. The fine print says that... Uh, that uh, if something should happen to be put on the suit, and it, it also says uh, you are Santa in perpetuity until until you are unable to or wish to. Uh, there is legal wording in there that would allow him to pass it on to somebody else. Because because this Christmas uh, film series is about nothing if not legal jargon. Yeah, yep. I know. I was just thinking that. Hence the name. <laughs> Come on. Uh, oh, okay. So the Muppets were trending on Twitter the other week. 
Um, apparently, the uh, the academy asked on their Twitter feed who hypothetically would their fan would people want to see host the Oscars, <gasps> and a resounding amount of people tweeted back the Muppets. Yeah. Unfortunately, would... that's probably not going to happen, but that would be awesome. Because yeah. wouldn't you love to see Kermit the Frog announcing some dour, sad? Drama film as winner yeah, but the of host, Best Picture. But see, the host doesn't announce. No, that's true. They awards. just announce the. Uh... They, they announce the people. And I'm sure the Muppets have given out awards before. Oh Probably. well, they've been oh, yeah. they've been uh, presenters on yeah. award shows. Yeah, I think that if they had the Muppets as as hosts and they did some funny little skits during the show, like. You know how they always show the little bits and pieces of the the like the top movies and the, all that. Do it recreated as with Muppets. Um, yep. Do some no the do maybe have the Muppets recreate a few of the musicals as you know as teases throughout the show and stuff like that. Um, you'd be more likely to get a good viewership numbers with the Muppets as hosts. Oh no! I no, agree. No. no, what they should do? They should make the stage like the backstage of the Muppet Show. And it would all be a behind-the-scenes Oscar show. <laughs> with, 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 and then every once in a while, they'd be, like, ushering the people out onto the stage. <laughs> but in the background, there's still all the, all of the crazy behind-the-scenes stuff, like on The Muppet Show. That's there not a go. bad idea. Well, they could even build the behind-the-scenes behind-the-scenes and just have, you know, so that we at home see it. And the people there would see it on the screens inside the, you know, the theater if they have people in the theater. But I, I love that could... idea. You could really work that well, especially if you got a pretty decent host for it, like some like somebody with some good comedic timing. Like weirdly, for whatever reason, I'm thinking Hugh Jackman. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the Muppets are the hosts. We don't need Hugh Jackman as a well. Host. No, the Muppets would like the, the way you're describing it. The Muppets would be doing all the backstage stuff. No, no, no. That that would be the stage. Like they would set it up so that what you as the audience are seeing is the backstage, but it would be the main stage. Like how when you were, if you were one, you're watching the Muppet show, you're what you're seeing the behind the scenes of the, of the Muppet show. And then every once in a while it cuts to. Oh, okay. Curtain, so here's right? my pitch for it, because I don't think they'd let the Muppets host the whole thing. You have the Muppets doing, running the show backstage and have one human doing the hosting in the front. So then you can Martin do all like Short. These, Interesting vaccine. No, Will Arnett. <laughs> yeah, it's a, you got to remember the uh, the Oscars have like tanked the last couple of years. They need somebody that would be good at hosting, but would also possibly draw in viewers. Yeah. Robert uh, Downey Jr. Billy Crystal. Yeah, I don't think Billy Crystal would get it anymore. <laughs> Gonzo the Great. <laughs> yeah, this is why I, they should I, just I, do it all Muppets, and Kermit can host. Yeah, I'm going with my go-to of uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, a lot with, of people would tune Muppets. in just because he's hosting. Oh yeah. Or you have the married couple of Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. Yeah, I don't think that would get ratings. It might. There you go, Oscars. Wow, we, we really detailed, like dovetailed into that. Well, because it has to do with the Muppets, and we're all Muppets fans, so... That's true. Big Bird. Nope. Wrong. I didn't get... 
See, the Muppets would work because Disney owns the rights. Disney owns the rights. The show's on ABC. It's all in the (gasps) Disney ABC family. That's why it'll work. Right. They could get Tom Holland to do it. Oh, but you know the Simpsons? Chris Hemsworth. Sesame Street might because they're on HBO. No, that's a different company. Never mind. Why am I thinking? I need to go to bed. (laughs) Homer Simpson. (laughs) Anyway, Anyway, next news. Next, (laughs) more Disney Plus news. Um, Do you remember the movie Real Steel? Nope. Yes. Oh, wait. Is that Rock'em Sock'em Robots? That's Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Uh, We are going to be getting a Real Steel series on Disney Plus. With Hugh Jackman? Probably not. It is yet unknown if it will be a just a straight continuation or uh, starting over or have any real you know what the connection to the movie would be or maybe or may not be. But we're getting uh, I guess it'll be in that world with fighting robots and stuff like that. Did anybody watch that movie? Yes, I did. You clearly did. Enough? You knew it was Rock and Robots. Because I yeah, saw I the just trailers. Knew that from the trailers, I'm not no. sure if I actually got to. Uh, do you, having seen the movie, see do you think it's worthy of a TV show? No, why not? It's an interesting world. Okay, There's well, a lot I, of shit I, on I TV. I honestly don't know because I haven't seen it. That's why no. I'm asking. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Okay. I've seen worse on TV. <laughs> so the world that the world that they built in the movie is interesting enough that it could support a TV show. Okay, yeah, fair not? enough. I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Um, oh, so Microsoft made a big splash this week. Mm. They spent a whopping six point uh, sixty-eight six eight billion dollars with a big old B to purchase Activision Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Well, now, this is they're the, going to. Well, they're in the pro. You know, they have. They're in the process of. It's still. Uh, it's business, so it'll take a while before everything's. You know, the T's are crossed and the do- I's are dotted, but. And that also has to go through FCC approval. Uh, that shouldn't be a problem. There's plenty of studios. Yeah, but eh. we'll see. Hey, hey, Disney was able to buy Fox. Microsoft will be able true. to buy. You know, they'll be able to buy Activision. I was listening to um, a CBC News podcast about this actually this morning, Ooh, and. One of the theories is one of the main reasons why Microsoft is buying up this company is to try to try to keep Meta at bay. You're, you you were all aware of Meta, the mm-hmm. company once known as Facebook, and oh. that and that the um, the sort of in game communication systems of a lot of the um, Activision and Blizzard games is is as important, if not more important, than the games themselves. So they might not be buying it to develop games. They're buying it for that technology. Well, that's part of it. Yeah. But these well, are also multi-billion dollar um, uh, yeah. games. But the same uh, the same report also went into a lot of the terrible, terrible uh, people that work at Activision and Blizzard. And well, you, you, we should say sort of head up there as well. Like uh, there's yeah. been... Not necessarily all the people who work there, but the well, so a lot for of the example, they work for. one of the examples they gave was at w- one of the last BlizzCons that they had. Some people who worked for the company 
set up the Bill Cosby suite, you know, because everybody knew what Bill Cosby was up to at that time, too. And it's that just is gross. Mm. You know, that kind of thing is going on at, at companies like this. Uh, like they're run by a bunch of frat bros. And... Well, you say, I don't know if that's so much just that company. I think that's from what we've heard a lot over the last year or so. Um, that's a lot of the gaming industry. Yeah. Oh, on, for sure. On, on, in a whole. But they are being sued by some former female employees. So no, no, yeah. that doesn't surprise me. It but, also would uh, surprise me if a number of those people who are involved in those lawsuits are uh, quietly given packages and let go. Yeah, they will yeah. not be joining the new company. But uh, yeah, so the you know games that the franchises and games and stuff that you know from Activision Blizzard are such uh, games like uh, Call of the Call of Duty franchise, which uh, funny enough is uh, last year was the number one game on the PlayStation. And now is owned by their competition. Yeah, so uh, as part of that, apparently this morning, Sony uh, or uh, Microsoft's like head guy came out and said that they've already had discussions with Sony in terms of like, we're not necessarily like going to take away those. We're, we plan to honor all contracts and we'll, we'll see where things go after that. Yeah. They aren't necessarily planning right away to make... Call of Duty a Microsoft exclusive. Mm. But one thing that all these games will be doing will they will be coming uh, in t- some you know, in time to the Microsoft uh, gaming platform where you pay X amount I forget how much it is and you have access to all the Microsoft games um, that are you know period. Without having to buy them or anything, you know, you technically pay. It's like Netflix for games. You know, you you don't own the game, but you can download them and play them. And right, you pay like fifteen, sixteen dollars a month. In hmm. some cases, that's pretty handy because you know games are like sixty, seventy, eighty dollars nowadays. Hmm. If you can pay fifteen dollars and play a game and finish it in a month and be done with it, well, then you're kind of out. You're you're ahead of the game. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Oh, 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 they also own Candy Crush for all you uh, mobile users out there. Yeah. I wish I didn't realize that Activision Blizzard owned Candy Crush, but I guess they bought up that Candy Crush company there that was yeah. going around and copywriting everything that had candy and crush in it <laughs> a few years back. So there you go. Um, had candy and crush in it. Yep. Oh, pretty much. It's, it was crazy. I think we talked about it years ago. Of some of the, the the craziness that was going on there. Anyway, uh, we're going to be getting a Weird Al biopic. Yes. Yay. Well, kind of. Ish. Am I the only one who read the actual story? Yes. yes. <laughs> no, I read the story. Daniel it, it's going to be made cast. up. What? It, it's good. Like the, there's going to be very. I I gather from reading the press release, very little of this movie is going to be true. <laughs> oh, so it's not. Oh, okay. So I read it. The article I read just made it sound like it was going to be a biopic, and it was going to be Daniel Radcliffe was playing Weird Al, 
Daniel Radcliffe is playing Weird Al, but that's part of the joke. Is because he's like this handsome actor who's British. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he, like, if Daniel Radcliffe does the worst American accident, accent he can possibly do for this movie. Like, like the part of the press release talks about it, they'll delve into Weird Al's torrid Hollywood affairs, as well as his many vices and addictions. <laughs> I'm and still I on board with this. It's going to be something like addicted to tofu dogs. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no. The, the I director see talks that the about like how he was forced to listen to the pitch. I, I want to say at gunpoint, but I could be wrong. I'm still on board for this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it's going to be great. But I think everybody who was going like, why is Daniel Radcliffe doing this? Didn't read the rest of the press release. I hope Daniel Radcliffe does his own singing. I want to hear Daniel Radcliffe sing the hits of Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> He's a very good singer. I mean, he headlined a musical on Broadway. Oh, did he? Yeah, he was the lead of he was the first lead of the Broadway revival of How to Succeed in Business without really trying. I didn't know that was a musical. It is. It's not a particularly good musical for the 21st century, but uh, it is a musical and Daniel mm-hmm. Radcliffe did star in it. He he was performing opposite John Larroquette. Who won a Tony for his performance in How to Succeed in Business without really trying. Hmm. Interesting. You can go to bed now. I've taught you something new. Yay. (laughs) Yay, bedtime. Bed, 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 bed. Um... The creators of King of the Hill have announced they want that they will, uh, they're looking at doing a series revival. Yay! I like that show. Mm-hmm. Can they do it well, though, without Brittany Murphy? She played Luann. Well, yeah, that's just one oh, character. Yeah. She, I she could, thought about that. She could yeah. just not be around. Depends on what, what, t- is there a time jump going to be involved, right? Oh, is there? I don't, I don't know. They don't know. It's, been, it's, it's one of these minimal details where it's just kind of like, yeah, we're we're looking at doing a revival. And that's it. There was no real details other than that. Other than a lot of talk about how the show got them started and how, you know, things they've done since. And that was about it. There, there is also talk, or I've seen, I thought I saw images of a, uh, uh, a, a timed up Beavis and Butthead. Yes, that's happening too. Yes, I saw the drawings for that. They looked weird. Old I Beavis don't know and if, Butthead. like, to me, Beavis and Butthead's kind of like a, like, uh, it's a moment in cartoon time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. But it is another one of these things that, I mean, it, it it's the show that kick-started um, Mike Judge's career, right? Who went on to create King of the Hill oh, and Idiocracy, yeah. and yeah. And I think that the weird thing is, is everybody forgets, like there, there was a Beavis and Butthead revival one not too long ago, and it did not do well. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I don't. I never loved Beavis and Butthead anyway. 
Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. The, there is one moment in the movie that I absolutely love, and I think it's one of the funniest things ever. Well, is they're in the, the trunk? Yeah, they're in the trunk <laughs> of a car, and they're they're trying to escape, and the car's driving down like a freeway or something. And like, what do we do, butthead? It's like, just run really fast when you hit the ground, stupid. And you see he jumps, and he's running, and he sort of has it for just a second. And then he starts to stumble, and then it's like... It's one of those scenes of like, I'm not a huge fan of that movie, but like that part in particular, I absolutely love. Agreed. Um, so I've got, I've got two more news stories, and then I think Kevin probably has some stuff you can throw out there, too. Oh, yeah. Um, so this one was hot off the presses today. Not a lot of news, uh, not a lot of real info about it yet. Just kind of this, I guess, a deal has been signed or made. Um, we are going to be getting a streaming series based in the Legendary Pictures Monsterverse. It is going to be on Apple TV. So us, you know, Godzilla Kong lovers, we'll be getting something. They're not saying what it's going to be yet, but it's going to be on Apple TV. Um, and there have been no details or or no, you know, nothing about any new movies uh, to follow uh, Kong versus Godzilla uh, yet. There was for a while some rumors that the director was signed on to do another one. And it was going to be Son of Kong, but that was just yeah rumors. Nothing, uh, nothing official. I don't know about you guys, but I'm always up for some more giant monsters. <laughs> yeah, I expressed my love for those giant monster movies in the past, so I am on board. Yeah, very fun. And my last little bit is we got a Moon Knight trailer. Yes. Yay! Yeah, Brent watched it like 17 times the first night it came out. Yep. Jeez. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, think I watched he's it excited. once on TV and went to bed. I think he's excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm very fun. curious to see how it goes. And I, and quite frankly, part of that is like, I, I absolutely love Moon Knight. He's one of my favorite Marvel characters, but there's been so many different iterations of Moon Knight over the years. Like it, it like he hasn't had like a full reboot, but there's been some different things that have been like, retroactively changed over the the past couple decades yeah so i've been curious about that and like quite frankly the star power in this one is like again disney pulled up the the money truck and got an actor who is absolutely fantastic as an actor to portray this character and i'm really curious to see what oscar isaac does with it yeah yeah, I, I think he'll be great. Now, did you also watch the Oscar Isaac and um, oh, who's playing the Ethan Hawke watching the trailer video? Did you watch that one? Yeah. No. I don't know. Some of it seemed a little staged, but. <laughs> you think? <laughs> you think? Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, again, like that's also part of it is Ethan Hawke. Um, he is one of those actors who kind of went on record and now has his foot stuck in his mouth a little bit 
of saying that, like, you know, superhero stuff isn't really my thing. It's not movies or whatever he, he said. But at the same time, is like part of the reason he did this is he's like, well, I want to work with this director. I want to work with Oscar Isaacs. They're offered me a shit ton of money. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. what's that sound? Right. <laughs> oh, there comes the money truck. <laughs> I'm yeah. curious to see who his character is. Because the, yes. the, apparently the subtitles on the trailer give it away a little bit, but it's, you know, Disney has a habit of hiding things in trailers and changing them. So, what? Uh, it, the, the, the trailers lie to us? Oh, yeah. <gasps> no. Yes. But they're, um, the, the, like, I watched it a bunch of times. Yeah. But there's some stuff in it that I picked up that I didn't see the first time. Like, I didn't realize the first first or second time that I watched the trailer that when we see Moon Knight beating on somebody in the museum is, like, when you look at it, like, oh, that's not a person. Like, it's it, it appears to be some sort of creature. Mm-hmm. Yes, I noticed that the second time I watched it. When I was yeah. watching it on weird a, legs. my computer. And a dog, kind of a dog nose and long big ears and... Yeah, it kind of looks like Anubis. That's what I thought. I love the look of his costume. I, I like that it sort of looks like uh, mummy wrappings. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a nice touch. It's a, it's a very much in a lot of ways that it's the uh, Moon Knight's greatest hits. Like, a, like what they've done with a lot of Marvel characters when they translate them to movies and tv shows is they they take the best aspects from the comics and create this character around those so like the the mummy wrapping is like that is actually something that's been sort of used since uh i'm like more the uh warren ellis era of the comic like the the last uh six years i guess but still, very cool. Like I, I'm very excited about this show. Yeah, but they because I think it'll do, be a little different. They have to do uh, greatest hits for characters like this, uh, so that people like me who have never read forty years of comics can understand what the heck's going on. <laughs> right. Yeah, I find it interesting too. Um, this is this is a general MCU thing, not specifically Moon Knight. That all of the there this year, if you look at the the slate of things that are coming out this year, all of the movies are sequels, and all of the TV series introduce new characters. So there are no movies that are introducing new characters as the lead. Last year we got Shang-Chi and we got Eternals, so there's your two new characters. But this year's lineup of films is Doctor Strange 2, Thor 4, right? And uh, and so, but when on the TV side we're getting Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, She-Hulk. So characters that haven't appeared in the MCU before, they're introducing them on TV first, which I find mm. interesting. Mm. It's because they want people to uh, pay for that subscription. That that's I, true. I so they can so. understand the movie. They need to keep people onto the streaming bandwagon, and the way you do that is introducing new game pieces. 
Like it feeds into one another, right? Like we watch Moon Knight and then we, we that spills over into that next Blade movie. And right. the Blade movie spills into like a Midnight Suns TV show. And out of the TV show, we get a Ghost Rider movie. You know, like it's it's, it's cyclical and feeding itself. Now, did you see somewhere I saw online today that the release dates for all of the new um, series got leaked online today? They got leaked by, I think, like Disney Plus Japan. No, no, I did not see that. No, I didn't see that at all. Yeah, so um, we know that Moon Knight is um, is March 30th, I believe. Yes. Um but this uh, so. this Correct. report also also said that um, She-Hulk will come out after um, Doctor Strange, so uh, we're looking at a June release for for She-Hulk, and um, Ms. Marvel will come out after that. So it was uh, it was just a weird sort of leak from one of the Asian branches of the company. Oh, and apparently they uh, they're filming Secret Invasion uh, out in like Halifax. Oh yeah, because there was some uh, some set some photos with like that said they had set pieces. I looked at the photos; it was pretty much just looked like uh, um, outdoor tenting, like uh, almost like you'd have it like some kind of disaster or something like that, or like relief relief camp or something like that. So, not really saying much or showing much, but. It was apparently uh, from the set of uh, Secret Invasion. Cool. Very cool. Yep. That's it for me. I know there was some Star Trek news, so I left it for you, Kev. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Uh, hello, Captain Star Trek here. I, yeah. um, uh, mm, I follow the official and... Star Trek uh, account on the social medias, and just yesterday... They uh, made public the uh, the start dates for several series and the return of several series as well. Uh, it's quite an interesting uh, set of things they've got coming up. So they're currently showing the second. <laughs> I think if I if I got this right, they're currently showing the second half of the first half of Star Trek Prodigy's first season. Okay. Uh, uh, because they split it up, they put dis- they dropped Discovery in between two halves of the first half of uh, Star Trek Prodigy's season. Discovery is coming back on um, February the where did my dates go? Sorry, I had it right here, and of course it's gone. Oh. February the twentieth, uh, I believe. Prodigy's been February 10th. so far. So yeah, Prodigy is what's that? Oh, I was just trying to vamp while you were looking. Yeah, no, Prodigy is great, and Prodigy is running until uh, Discovery picks up again on February the tenth. Uh, February tenth, and uh, it and they have also announced uh, a season five uh, for Discovery. They're going to do ten episodes of Discovery next season. Um, they also announced that Star Trek. Picard will start on March 3rd. 
uh, and it will be 10 episodes as well. This means that Discovery and Picard will overlap by several weeks. Uh, so I think there's going to be th- two or three weeks where we get an episode of Discovery and an episode of Picard on the same day. Um, Star Trek. Oh, and um, Star Trek Picard. They're already filming season three of that show right now. Um, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which is the new Captain Pike show, where we, we saw that preview back in the fall that ha- that showed that Uhura and some other characters that we knew already are already on the Enterprise. That show will start May 5th. There's 10 episodes in that season. Uh, That also means that the last episode of Star Trek Picard will air the same day as the first episode of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I don't know why they're overlapping. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, Star Trek Lower Decks will premiere this summer. I'm just going to guess that it will debut either right after Picard is done or in that early August time slot where it has been uh, premiering the last a couple of years so season three will uh there'll be 10 episodes of that it looks like star trek has settled into a 10 episode season kind of thing um and uh they have already greenlit season four for star trek lower decks uh as well uh star trek prodigy the animated series that's aimed at younger viewers uh it is uh season one part two will be on later this year. We don't have an exact date for that, but again, I'm assuming after Lower Decks is done, so we're probably looking about September for that. Um, That show has already been picked up for a season two. They're working on it right now, and it is, they're they're doing 20 episode seasons of that show. I was lucky enough to be on my, that on our um, Star Trek podcast, uh, Galaxy Class, (laughs) interviewed one of the writers, and executive producers of Star Trek Prodigy, Aaron uh, Valtke, and super nice guy, uh, and knows his Star Trek, and knows that that it's this show isn't that Prodigy isn't going to be for everybody, and, and basically they wanted a show that kids would watch that didn't overwhelm them, right? Like there is, there's a lot of baggage when you start to watch a Star Trek series. You have to sort of know what the Federation is and what Starfleet is and what what happens on a starship and all the ins and outs. So if, if you've been watching Star Trek Prodigy, you'll notice that every episode introduces one concept that is core to the Star Trek universe. And that's how they're getting new kids in into the series is by by slowly introducing these concepts over time. Uh, so I'm, I've really been enjoying it. It's a really great show. So there is, um, there will be 51 episodes of Star Trek this year, uh, split between the five series. So it's a good time to be a fan. Wow. Cool. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I got uh, one last little thing of, like, kind of book-slash-movie nerd news. Okay. So it has been announced that on August 9th, a book from Michael Mann and uh, best-selling author Meg Gardner is coming out called Heat 2, which was a both a prequel and a sequel to the 1990s uh, 95 film Heat, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Huh. So it's a. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see what Michael Mann does as a writer, 
<laughs> like as like a, a book, like a novelist, I guess, because he is definitely a, a solid writer when it comes to screen writing. And he is honestly one of the best crime action movies ever made. And it's, yeah. it's probably the la one of the last films that Robert De Niro and Al Pacino worked as like actor actors in as opposed to character caricatures of themselves. <laughs> and with that, uh, let's go to the, uh, the main event and then we'll catch up a little bit with Boba Fett. We have all watched the first three episodes of DCU's uh, Peacemaker. Um, who wants to start? <laughs> Anyone? Pick, pick someone. <laughs> Go ahead, Jen. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> but I liked it. But it was weird. Um, yeah. I don't know what else to say other than that. It was very, very odd. Uh, I like Eagly. <laughs> you probably figured out that the animal would be my favorite character. Um... Yeah, it, I don't know what else you can say about it. it. It's it's fun, it's interesting, but it's just it's strange. So somebody else go. <laughs> uh, I love I love that it knows it's stupid and it revels in its stupidity. Yeah. Um, uh, it is a comic book come to life, and it is the most ridiculous, extreme uh, parts of comic book lore that they're putting into this series um i love i love the op the title sequence this show has the best title sequence of any superhero show on television right now i was uh, gonna say it's been a, the last time i remember uh singing and dancing uh opening sequence like that was with the drew carey show and i used to love those <laughs> i don't skip i don't skip the titles i i listen to it and watch it every time because it just fills me with such joy um I love John Cena in this show. I, I, I'm not a wrestling guy, so I don't know that much about John Cena. I haven't seen a ton of things that he's been involved in. But I can tell that he's having the time of his life playing this idiot. Uh, it's, uh, I, I, I can't believe some of the things they get away with on this show, too. It, like I said, it, it's so stupid and yeah. graphic. And I love it. I, I never thought I would love a show about peacemaker like and who would have thought they would ever make a tv show about peacemaker <laughs> yeah because when i watched the movie he was probably my least favorite character but yeah. he's really good in the show they do a good job of making him a sympathetic character oh yes this is totally going to be like the redemption show for his like for him right yeah, i don't know about redemption i don't think that's the right word i i, I think he is going to grow like we're starting to get the you know, a little bit like bits and pieces here and there of like yeah. his dad was a white supremacist supervillain at some point. Apparently, yes. And yep. while those traits have bled over, he is trying to be a better person than his dad. Oh, in, yeah. In some ways. And I but love because, Robert Patrick as his dad. Yeah. But because, like you said, he's not very smart. He's not he's not a very bright guy. He and he's been raised by his father. He's trying to kind of it seems like he's trying to come to he's trying to come up with his own ideas about what's right 
while struggling with what he was taught. Yeah. And wanting to get laid. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that fight scene. (laughs) (laughs) I think this movie is also going to do, uh, I've I've mentioned this before to other people, but this is going to do for 80s heavy metal bands, like hair metal bands, that what the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack did for all those 70s bands. Like, there is a bunch of people out there that are suddenly getting royalty checks from, like, iTunes and stuff and wondering why the hell they're getting these checks. Yeah. Yeah. I um so weird. (laughs) (laughs) It is. I I love that it does tie in with the Suicide Squad. I love I do like that there are I like I I like that they acknowledge that there are other heroes around. There was a quip about Aquaman in the first episode. (laughs) Uh, I I love all the 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 hints at the extended universe, like yes. the conversation about Batmite. Batmite, yeah. yes. Brent, so that, as soon as they said that, Brent looked at me and went, "That means Brent or Batmite exists." Batmite is now DCU canon. Uh huh. <laughs> and it would make sense, you know, it's one of those things to say. Well, maybe it's not to the general public, but at least these black ops government people have know of Batmite. Yeah, yeah, um, it's it's interesting. I, I've John Cena as an actor is in this kind of weird spot, like like as wrestler turned actors go, he's never going to be, or it's going to take a lot for him to be ever like the box office dynamo that The Rock now currently is. Mm-hmm. I would also say he is like while he is definitely a good actor. He is not at the level where Batista is as an actor. Right. So he's no. kind of in this weird middle ground, but he is found somewhere where it works. And it's interesting because he's been doing the the rounds of uh, media and podcasts and talk shows and stuff like that. And one of the things that has come up is Peacemaker was not the first superhero he auditioned for. He auditioned for Cable in Deadpool 2. Mm -hmm. And he also auditioned for... um, uh, It's never quite made clear, but it's kind of assumed he he auditioned for Shazam, like the the Billy Batson role. Like, he auditioned for a character in the Shazam movie and didn't get it. The only person... The only character I could really see him is, is, like like adult Shazam, right? Like the superhero right. version. Yeah. And Captain to be Marvel. honest, like he's got that look. Like you do his hair right, he would physically look like it. But it's it's interesting to see, like, again, it's a guy who didn't get those and like found his way in with this niche character and is now getting a good run with it. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I I I didn't expect to like this show as much as I do. <laughs> yeah, same here. And I was Judo totally Masters per- in it. I love Judo Master. I was fully prepared to not like this show. <laughs> and and what they've done with the vigilante. He he looks like he's been ripped right out of the comics. 
but that character is nothing like the Adrian Chase from the oh comic God. books. Yeah, it's a little weird, isn't it? Is the closer the costume gets, is the further away the character is getting. Yeah. Vigilante is so disturbed. <laughs> when he sells, first... tells him just, just peace keep, just, just move aside. I got this. Yeah. Like... So okay, before that, I thought that Vigilante was just like. <clears throat> some kid who liked to LARP, basically. He was like, oh, yeah. that's this dude's wearing a costume and pretending to be a superhero. I'm going to wear a costume and pretend to be a superhero, too. And we're going to, like, go in the, the woods and, you know, play with stuff and, you know, pretend to be superheroes. And then he shows up and actually shoots, like, four people. And I'm like, okay, no, never mind. He actually is a crazy person, too. That <laughs> sequence in the forest when they're, like, shooting appliances and throwing dynamite at each other. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> it's so um, weird. <laughs> yeah. I'm I but at the same time, I'm very interested to see where it goes. Like yes. it, like it, we've got like two main threads here, right? We have the the main plot is the alien storyline. The butterflies. That, the butterflies. Yeah. And the subplot is whatever's going on with Peacemaker's dad in prison. Yeah. Well, then there's also the plot too that Amanda Waller is really looking over, looking over the whole thing. Has, has a daughter. Yeah, because she's got yeah. a spy in there. And and there's a reason why she put her in there too. Like she stated that she's the one that she trusts out of it. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. and you guys haven't seen episode four yet. Wait till no. you see episode four. Ooh. We are we are waiting. <laughs> I just haven't had time today to watch it. Yeah, it's a. I I'm curious to see how it all wraps up in the end, and and like weirdly again, it's it already has little ripples, right? Like in terms of a production sense. So apparently, uh, I'm trying to remember what his name is. Give me one second. And I'm probably going to mispronounce it because it, it's I, I'm a white dude with very little culture, <laughs> but I'm trying to I'm trying to be better. Um, Chuck Woody Iwiju, uh, who plays Clemson Mern, the their mm-hmm. sort of overseer. Apparently, oh, he has yeah, yeah. yeah, he has a big role in the next Guardians movie that he's not a lot allowed to talk about. Yeah. But James Gunn has been hyping it up that like a number of big name actors were competing for this, and uh, uh, Chuck Woody is the uh, was the be- one of the best actors he's ever worked with, and that's who got the the role due to just like talent, essentially talent, and had mm. fun working with them. Um, hmm. For his part, Chuck Woody has confirmed that he has a pretty sizable character of some sort in Guardians, but he cannot say what it is. Interesting. No. Yeah. I don't trust his character. Oh, and uh, weirdly, <laughs> the voice of uh, Eagly is done by D. Bradley Baker, who is, uh, if you've watched the Star Wars cartoon in the last 15, 20 years, you've heard his voice numerous times. The voice of Eagly? 
Yeah, I, I guess the the, the, the squawk. She's saying mean when he goes ah. No, like, I haven't heard him talk yet. So yeah, yeah. He does a he. Uh, D. Bradley does a lot of like he's uh the the clone voices in Clone Wars and stuff like that and the very and uh, does clone trooper voices in like Bad Batch ah. stuff like that. He's also uh. The uh, the voice of Perry the platypus in Phineas and Ferb. So he's done animals before. Ah, yeah. oh, Perry the platypus. He does that sound that I can't do. So <laughs> I would say uh, Peacemaker, it, it, oh, first of all, not for everybody. No. Like it, it, it's enjoyable. But not for everybody, and do not let your children watch this. No, this is not for kids. <laughs> not without watching it first. Okay, I'll, I'll put it that way. You you make the the decision on how you're raising your kids. <laughs> if uh, you let your I children that, watch, but the you Suicide may want to watch this before just plunking them down in front of it. Because <laughs> there's violence, there's nudity, there's it, it covers off all your R-rated bases. Really, woohoo! This is true. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but enjoyable so far. We'll see how it uh, how it does for the long haul. Speaking of long hauls, we've had a couple more episodes of Book of Boba Fett since we last recorded. Yep. Um, still going okay. I think this is one of those shows that when we get to the end of it, like when you rewatch the whole thing like straight through, it'll be pretty awesome. I I. It kind of bogs down a little bit when it's per week. I think, uh, like, right now, I'm, I'm a little frustrated with it. I am looking forward to the next episode. But I've been frustrated with it because it's been all about um, uh, flashbacks. And I'm like, I, 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 I get we need to know how Boba Fett got out of the Sarlacc pit. I guess that was, like, and... But they set up an interesting story for, like, the present day in the in this timeline and mm. uh it, it's now taken four episodes to get us back up to where we are now they did set up the device where all the flashbacks occurred while he was in the back to tank and we've been told he doesn't need the back to tank anymore so i hope that means there are no more flashbacks well we're well, all the caught flashbacks up now. have kind of caught up too right? yeah right i don't so. know I, I i in most shows flashbacks bug the hell out of me like um Arrow? What's that show with the stupid... Yeah, Arrow. <laughs> oh, God, I couldn't you, stand you it. You didn't like the island? Could not stand it. But in, for some reason, maybe it's just because I'm not really all that interested in his in the, the, the modern plot line. I'm more interested in the fact that Boba Fett lived with the Sam people. That I'm like, I enjoyed them in this one. But eh, to each their own. <laughs> um... I I am looking forward to hopefully seeing the Mandalorian in next week's episode. I Yay! Think that will be interesting and will cause some excitement. Yes. Is that yes. where that you, audi- we think it's going? Like it definitely it's leading towards that. But part they, of they, they, the music. They, they played his theme song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But when, she said, yeah, when she said when we she need said, to get some help. They played his music. His music. That's a, what summons him. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, because okay, so 
uh, Mandalorian ended with the start of Book of Boba Fett, right? Like with him like killing Bib yes. Fortuna and sitting down on the throne. So yes. this this would be in theory. This would be in the current timeline yes. of well, yeah, of it because. So Boba what's uh, Mando doing? Is exactly. He just, yeah. I hope he's looking cool. for Grogu. Well, no, well, he, he knows, knows where Grogu is. is. Well, you he know, trying to, to look get for him. there. No, he's, I don't think he's going to be... He has no reason to. He yeah. sent him off to be trained. Grogu he's with his safe. Jedi people. Right now, the thing... I think the storyline with him will be involving the the the, uh, the Darksaber and the rest and the Mandos and freeing Mandalore. Yeah. Will be more of what we have to come. So... Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he's doing now, but uh, yeah, I don't think we'll be seeing him and Grogu. Oh, I don't think we're going to see Grogu, no. I mean, even in the next season of Mando. Mm. Grogu's going to come back like Teen Groot. He'll be like a <laughs> skinny, scrawny teenager and be like, geez, Mando, you're not my dad. <laughs> Father, you're not. No, he he, he uh, shows up. Uh, Luke brings him back. Is like he and my nephew don't get along, <laughs> <laughs> and thus answering a whole bunch of questions that came up. Yeah. And he went off with Luke, and we know what happens to that Jedi mm. temple. <laughs> oh, I re- I did the math and realized he's actually older than I am, and I'm kind of tired of carrying around this old man. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So far, so good. I would say, it's it's like it's a little slow, but I think it's one of those. It's I, I'm curious it's, if it's one of those things that I think that the if they stick the landing, it'll make all the flashbacks and everything worth it. I uh, yeah. I love that they give him character traits that we didn't know he had. Like, who knew he was such an animal lover? Yeah, yeah. and now he we have, we got Machete, Machete in space. <laughs> we oh. did. He even tweeted that out, eh? Uh, yeah. For for those who are not catching what we're referring to, Danny Trejo, who is uh, one of the the coolest looking character actors out there, uh, plays the Rancor trainer, and but he is he is probably sort of best known as uh, he's in most Robert Rodriguez movies, as well as being the star of one of them called Machete. But there's this joke in, I think it's Machete 1, where they give previews of, like, Machete 2 and 3, where one of them is Machete in space. Yeah, he was at the end of Machete 2. Yeah, and, and so, like, he like he tweeted out a picture of him with uh, Tamir Morrison, and it's like, look, Machete finally got to space. Thank you very much. <laughs> and... Now that we, like, we learned with, through him and the interactions and with the Rancor, and now looking back at Return of the Jedi, it makes the, it even more sad. <laughs> the reaction of the Rancor uh, keeper after Luke drops the door on the Rancor, yeah, we feel for the guy. Yeah, yeah. I always kind of felt for him a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I and did. The Rancor too. was just doing what he was told to, and like, yeah. Yep. They're complex car- uh, the creatures, those Rancors. Yes, they are. Makes you wonder if uh, if the Hasbro Pulse um, 
rank, uh, Star Wars Black Series Rancor thingy had waited until after this show had come out and maybe included a Danny Trejo action <laughs> figure as a stretch goal if it might have actually maybe. hit its mark. Maybe. Given both, you know, Rancor trainers, you know, Jedi, the one from Jedi and the one from the book of, of Boba. Yeah. That would have been cool. Mm-hmm. I would have had a hard time trying to talk Brent out of spending that much money just to get a machete action figure. <laughs> well, there is an actual machete action figure out there. I just never picked it up. Oh, is there? Oh, yeah, geez. I want to say it's NECA made one. Of course they did. So, <laughs> but more back in the uh, the age, of, like not quite as much uh, articulation. Oh, back of, in the days of the uh, when you'd the open up the NECA statues. Yeah, or you'd open up those NECA packages and it'd have that NECA plastic smell. Yeah. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't either. Well, yeah, they right. had a very distinct smell that when you'd open the package, it was just it's all you could smell. It was just this overpowering plastic smell. That does not yeah, sound there, pleasant. Yeah, there's one on eBay going for 175 bucks. Wow. Yeah. No thanks. But, uh, yeah. Alrighty then. Well, a little bit of a shorter episode. But uh, this brings us to the end, which means Geek Picks. Who wants to go first? I will, because nobody wants to jump up. So I will go first. <laughs> We're all tired. <laughs> um. So I discovered, and they've been out for a while, uh, a series of Marvel drama podcasts, um, the Marvel Wastelanders series. Oh, have you, cool. Have you heard about these? Yeah. So the first two are available for free. Uh, it's a co-production between Marvel and SiriusXM. And um, the first and Spotify. Series, is, is Spotify involved too? Uh, anyway. I think anyway, they're only available on Spotify. No, you can get them through oh, no? Apple Podcasts. Oh, okay. uh, and I'm listening to it through Overcast, the, my, the my podcast player of choice. Uh, so, currently available to listen to for free are uh, Star Lord, Old Man Star Lord, and Old Man Hawkeye. Uh, so, Star Lord, uh, the premise of Wastelanders is it's set about 30 years from now in the Marvel Universe. Uh, the villains have won. Most of the Avengers are dead. The United States has been carved up into fiefdoms. Uh, Doctor Doom controls the South Dakota Badlands, and and he's mining for something terrible there. Um, so that's where uh, Star Lord takes place. He's sent on a quest by the Collector to find this cosmic artifact, and. Um, uh, of course, being a paunchy uh, older fellow now, uh, all Star Lord wants to do is be a hero again. Uh, the Hawkeye series is set in what is would currently be a suburb of Las Vegas, but is now just called the Kingdom, or more specifically, the Kingdom of Zemo. And um, so Hawkeye has been spending the past 30 years trying to track down and uh, take out the members of the Thunderbolts who um, killed his pals, the Avengers. But the story really involves his teenage daughter, 
or is it his teenage daughter? Maybe it's somebody else's daughter. Uh, but he raised her, and uh, he and Mockingbird raised her uh, until he left on this quest, Vendetta quest. Uh, so they've both been quite interesting. The third series is airing now, and it is Black Widow. Um, I tried to to download it, but it's behind a paywall at the moment, and you can listen to it through Apple Podcasts. If you pay $4.99, uh, I haven't done that. I will wait. I, I'm assuming once the whole thing is done, they will release it weekly um, to the general public. Yeah, uh, it's you're, you're paying for the early bird release exactly. date, and then it eventually goes exactly. for free. Black so, Widow uh, is currently available on Spotify. For free? Yeah, because that's where I've been listening to. That's where I listened to the first episode the other day. Okay. Well, I've been listening to, uh, I finished Star-Lord, I'm halfway through Hawkeye, and I'm really quite enjoying their full cast recordings. Um, so, um, Timothy Busfield plays Star-Lord, uh, and uh, Chris Elliott plays Rocket. Uh, also uh, on on this old man Star-Lord are um, Vanessa Williams, she's playing Emma Frost, and Danny Glover who is playing um, an old rancher from out in the South Dakota Hills. He's probably one of my favorite characters on that one. Yeah. <laughs> is and, he too old for this shit? Uh, yes. Well, yes, yeah, he is. He pretty much is. He pretty much is. And I like what they, they take familiar Marvel character names and tropes and twist them a bit uh, for uh, this strange, weird new universe that we're in. Well, it's a, it's the old man Logan universe, isn't it? Yes. Oh, I, I I've never read Old Man Logan, so I don't. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I was I was going to yeah say that too, but yeah, no, it's this from the Old Man Logan like world or like America. I don't know the or way you were describing of it. the way you yeah. were describing that world. It sounded like a D and D game or like an RPG game to me. Oh, it would make a great setting for it. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's quite it's quite good. So um, Black Widow is the f- is the third series. Then there is um, one going to come that's called Doom, and there's also one that is um, uh, going to be a team up between the, these characters. So um, Stephen Lang is playing Hawkeye. Yeah, uh, who would be like he would be a good choice for that in real life too like it or sorry in like a live action tv series like if you weren't doing jeremy renner he'd be a perfect choice for like beaten up grizzled hawkeye right Hmm. um michelle hurd is playing mockingbird Uh, michelle hurd from star trek picard and joe morton is playing the ringmaster because clint is living at the ringmaster's circus these days hmm um, on Black Widow, Susan Sarandon is playing um, Black Widow. Yep. So, yeah, uh, they're really good, and um, I am really enjoying listening to them. So, Neat. Give Marvel's Wastelanders a shot. I might cool. do that, actually. I'm always listening yeah. to stuff, looking for stuff to listen to in the car while I'm driving back and forth from work. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're produced by the same people who made the Wolverine series there were two two runs of wolverine and the marvels series which i really enjoyed as well so oh same here that was a good one yeah mm. 
There you go. All right. Marvel's Wastelanders. Jen, what's your geek pick this week? Um, well, I'm currently uh, reading two books. I'm listening to one and I'm reading one. And I made the mistake of listening to two YA books at the same time. <laughs> and I have to Are keep they... them. No, no, this is why. Because the plots of both of them can be summarized as one book is Handsome Prince has to... Or, or, uh, there's a handsome prince who's pining after a beautiful young assassin. And the other book is there's a handsome prince who's pining after a beautiful trader's daughter. Um, <laughs> and basically it's like, got to keep those two separate. The, the main character is almost exactly the same, but anyway, they're good <laughs> books in their own right. It's just, I should not be reading them at the same time. So one of them is called Onyx and Ivory and it's by Mindy Arnett. And this is the one I'm listening to. It came out in 2018. Um, and this is the one with the uh, handsome prince is pining after the the trader, the beautiful trader. Um, so basically, it's about um, a girl whose father was actually the trader, but then she's a trader by association because she refused to kind of disassociate herself with him. And then the prince is obviously the prince who grew up with her and is pining after her. But she's got this big secret that she has magic and um, magic has been outlawed. Um, because the wilders, the ones who use the wild magic that she has, uh, have caused a whole bunch of dragons to kind of descend on the country. And every night the drakes come out and eat everybody. So the whole premise is now that there's now that there's these drakes that show up during the day. So they're trying to figure out, like, there's a couple of subplots of, you know, trying to figure out where these day drakes are coming from. Uh, there's trying to figure out whether the the prince or the prince's brother is going to end up being the king. Then there's the whole love triangle. Is there a triangle in this one? The triangle might be in the other one. It might just be the two of them. <laughs> uh, and then she has to keep the secret of her magic and she's trying to clear her father's name. And it's actually really, it's really interesting. Uh, so I recommend uh, that you read or listen to Onyx and Ivory. Uh, just not at the same time as another YA book that's almost exactly the same. <laughs> But yeah, that's my pick. <laughs> Very interesting. Ryan. Uh, my pick, I subjected Brent to ever so briefly last night. My pick is The Osbournes Want to Believe. And it is the latest television offering by everybody's favorite TV family, The Osbournes. Oh, starring Jack, Osby, Ozzy, and uh, Sharon. And Jack, uh, over the last few years, has become a bit of a, uh, I guess, a paranormal television person. And so he, this show is him sitting with his parents and showing them reported clips of UFO sightings or Bigfoot or aliens or ghosts or goblins or fairies. And he gets, he's trying to convince, see if they will, will they believe and they they will uh, rate things on the oogie boogie scale, and um, oh my gosh, <laughs> and it's, it's it's fun to watch. You know, seeing you know some just seeing well, if you're interested in these kind of things, you know, seeing some of the clips they show. Uh, there's some really creepy stuff at times, uh, and seeing Ozzy and Sharon, you know, watch these things and be like, meh. Ozzy's favorite thing is oh, it's uh, superimposed or the the you know. He doesn't get that. Uh, remember back in the day, if you recorded on a tape 
and re-recorded and re-recorded and re-recorded. You can get ghosting of the images mm-hmm. re-recording over each other. Well, that doesn't really happen with digital. Yeah, but he... <laughs> so he... Uh, <laughs> You know, he keeps all oh, his taping over, and you know, it's like, well, he's like, Dad, that doesn't really happen nowadays. Oh, no, no, no. I think so. It's it's usually pretty good. Um, they showed a clip last night that was particularly spooky. It was a very cool, um, it was filmed in, uh, using one of those 3D cameras, uh, th- uh, sorry, 360 cameras. So you could actually move the, uh, your view of the, of the clip around. And it was in an office, and as you can see, one person kind of working by himself. And all of a sudden, in a side office, a light turns on, and or first off, first off, a door opens and closes on its own. Then a light turns on, and you hear something fall over. And the guy gets up and moves around because he hears this noise, and he goes over and looks in this office and turns the lights off. And he's walking away from it, and all of a sudden, the door slams behind him, and the light comes, starts flicking off and on in the room, and. You know, and then the door the door opens again, and yeah, he got pretty spooked and ran, got the hell out of there. Um, and then at one point, when the door opens, you can kind of almost see like what looks like a silhouette reflecting in the window from the inside of the office, and it's spooky. <laughs> that and uh, one that was really interesting that I hadn't ever seen before or heard about. Um, they had footage from. Um, two different sources for the one event and then the same event happening at other places in the world. And it's footage of these large floating pyramids over top of the um, the Pentagon in the, in the United States and over the Kremlin in Russia. And it's super spooky looking. And... Uh, they had it from different angles from different witnesses and so it's like you know you gotta start to wonder (laughs) so there you go that's my pick this week osborne's want to believe what what was ozzy's take on all of that (laughs) uh he thought that was spooky that one that one was pretty high on the oogie boogie scale oh okay (laughs) i do like it quite often when they're when they're both like uh Two or one, and Jack's like, can't, Jack's, you know, Jack's like, what, what, what are you talking about? It's like, like there was this one that was supposed to be like a fairy. He's like, see, you can even think it's like this glowing ball outside on someone's security camera floating around. Like, see, you can look like it looks like wings and little arms and legs. And they're like, and then shares, no, you can see the string. See, you can see this, the, the string. He's like, what string? There's no string. No, nope, you can see the string. <laughs> And anytime they talk about animals, their animals are crawling all over the place, and then they're like, oh, maybe we should take this dog out ghost hunting. And it's like, oh. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, Sounds fun. That's cool. Um, go. I, got, okay. I, I got two. Um, one is just a small one, and it's I'm only saying this because it it makes me laugh, and I've watched it so many times oh now God. that Jeff is going to murder me. Um, <sighs> it 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 is from a TikTok user called Vibe Basket. He replied to this uh, nice girl's open verse challenge with a chorus of Space Jam DVDs. I'm going to post it up on our Facebook page. 
Uh, I laugh every time I hear it. it the only thing he's watched more than the, the trailer the to Moon Knight. Uh, trailer. Moon Knight. <laughs> I just got that stupid thing out of my head and now it's stuck again. And I played it again today. I, I'm like a four-year-old with it for whatever reason. <laughs> but it makes you happy, so that's okay. <laughs> and the other thing I'm going to recommend is um, you might want to go back a couple issues, but the current run of uh, Avengers. I've been reading it since uh, Jason Aaron took over the book. And we're getting, like, there's been... Lots of cool storylines going on. But now they're like, it's weird. It's been like all these big storylines and now they're all sort of coming to a head where a lot of them are all attached to one another. So oh, that's interesting. Have, yeah, so basically uh, this Masters of Evil group from uh, alternate uh, timelines and dimensions. Well, the multiverse, I guess. Uh, consisting of like Ghost Goblin, which is like a version of uh, Norman Osborn as kind of a Ghost Rider Green Goblin. Okay. And like the Red Skull with a Venom symbiote. And like, like it's just like some wacky ideas are going from universe to universe killing Avengers. Mm. And as you do. And so they're a bunch of Deathlocks from a universe where there is a character known only as Avenger Avenger Prime is recruiting like some of the strongest Avengers that they can find from various timelines to fight off this Masters of Evil group. So it, it's uh, it's been pretty cool. Like it's it's getting it's now really starting to wind up. I'm assuming this is going to be sort of the, the the crescendo of Aaron's run on the book and it's going to be a good way for him to end off once he finishes it or not yeah, who knows he might continue after the story line, but, <laughs> but like he's done like a lot of things like vampires have their own country now because of this run and and the sheriff of that country is blade because the UN decided to be assholes <laughs> Lots of, lots of cool stuff and like and pulling from like all sorts of different areas of like Marvel continuity and like Marvel non-continuity like there is a star brand in this comic which won't mean much to a lot of younger readers but star brand was a character out of Marvel's new universe books way back in the 80s where they were trying to establish a uh, like a newer more uh, down-to-earth superhero universe and it uh it failed miserably at the time but like it's cool to see some of these ideas recycled so that's it for this episode uh come back in two weeks when we have another episode and we will be talking about uh stuff something else yeah probably you know, something coming. nerdy yes <laughs> Definitely something nerdy. It's kind of the name of the show. So until <laughs> then, uh, stay. Oh, I guess we should do plugs. I'm sorry. I almost jumped the gun there. Mm. Uh, I was going to let you go and see if you were going to remember or not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's get, let's start with Ryan and go around the table. Uh, you can find me on this channel every third Thursday of the month with uh, Ed Snowhawk Cosplay as we bring you Tales from the Collectiverse. Our latest episode just dropped, 
uh, episode one of season two, where we had a special guest, Brent Chittenden. Who's that? Does he know guy. anything? No. Yeah. He made really that loud waveforms right. in my recording. <laughs> made really loud what? Waveforms. When I was editing yeah. it, like, the voice was all like blown out. <laughs> he is pretty loud. Uh, so in this live latest episode, we discussed our top picks and our top toys that we picked up uh, in the year 2021. And you can also follow us on our Instagram at Tales from Collectiverse, where uh, we post pictures of our of our latest or uh, blah, blah 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 of our acquisitions, mm-hmm. uh, videos, photos, whatever. We have fun on there. Next. I guess that's me. Is that my cue? Yeah, that's you. Uh, sure. All right. So, um, Stage Whispers is back. Uh, we we just released um, our first episode post holidays. Uh, this past Friday was an interview with um, Alinka Angelova, who is a local Barry Theater School impresario and uh, teacher of young children. Uh, we are doing a news episode this weekend that'll be out uh, next week. Um, Galaxy Class, like I said, we have had an amazing run of episodes, in, uh, including last week our interview with Aaron Waltke, the um, one of the showrunners and writers on Star Trek Prodigy. Uh, we have an interview coming up soon with Noah Averbot Katz, who played, um, is it Ren, the Andorian who had his antennas cut off on Star Trek Discovery last season? Uh, he's going to be on our show next uh, in a couple of weeks too. So uh, we're doing some, we're doing the good work and getting some um, people involved with the franchise to talk to us, which is kind of cool. So mm-hmm. uh, that's on Galaxy Class. All right. Oh, my turn. Yep, your turn. Um. Well, you can uh, find me on this podcast, and uh, every once in a while, I post on my. Well, I post on the True North Thirds Instagram, but I haven't done that in a while because I always forget. Sorry. Um. But you can also find my Instagram Dolls and Ponies, where I post pictures of uh my collections, and uh, I'm excited that my wonderful husband managed to get me a light box. So. That's what Ooh. I'm going to play with this weekend. So the, hopefully there will be some good pictures up uh, this weekend. Not that the other pictures aren't good, but like these ones are going to be fancy. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see what your light box uh, looks like. And check Me it too. out. I'm excited too. <laughs> yep. So yeah, that's me. How about you, Brent? Well, this is pretty much the only show I'm doing right now, um, other than I do still have my music show on uh, Mixcloud via Black Donnelly Radio. It's called The Dark Side. It's industrial. It's goth. It's dark. It's spooky. It's Jen's described it as kicking a bunch of dot matrix printers down a flight of stairs. Yeah. <laughs> but I enjoy doing it. So if Apparently you're into that kind music. of thing, <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing, tune in. So we shall return in two weeks from now with another episode. I thank you for listening, and I hope you all stay happy and uh, safe in all that jazz. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. 
To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us. Space Jam DVD. 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 Space Jam DVD.